A so-called deepfake and heavily uh, uh, edited video depicting U Ukrainian President Zelensky circulating on social media and actually uh, placed on a Ukrainian news website by hackers yesterday before being finally removed. Now, this video appears to show the Ukrainian president telling his soldiers to lay down their arms and surrender to Russia. Now, again, it's not real, but experts, they have been warning for weeks now about the possibility of Russia using manipulated videos as part of its propaganda machine. And for more on this, here's cybersecurity expert David Shipley, who joins us on this Thursday. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Can you give us any more information on this video? Do we know uh, what it uh, was showing exactly? So it was a video that appeared as President Zelensky has appeared in many of the videos since this conflict began in his uh, green uh, T-shirt or sweater um, and, and with a Ukrainian back uh, defense background or a presidential background uh, behind it. So if you were casually looking at this on social media, you could easily be fooled at the start. On close inspection, you can see that the video quality isn't quite there. Um, if you are a Ukrainian um, speaker, if you are familiar with his accent, you can tell it's a little bit off. But on first pass, it uh, it is a pretty effective deepfake. Okay, so as far as deepfakes go themselves, though, this is not kind of, I don't know, top of the line, for lack of a better description. It's uh, not overly convincing if you really have a, a hard look at it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, we've seen some pretty amazing ones of the uh, supposedly the actor Tom Cruise that were much higher quality um, than this particular one. This particular one isn't the worst uh, deep fake I've seen, but I would probably score it a, a five or a six. It's definitely not a, a eight, nine or ten. All right. Do we know exactly who's responsible for this? We don't. I mean, we can we can have some reasonable uh, speculation that uh, it definitely wasn't anyone who was supporting the current uh, Ukrainian fight against the Russian uh, forces, because obviously getting someone uh, having your president call for surrender isn't exactly a, a, a good move in that sense. And we know it got a lot of play inside Russia's version of Facebook and was heavily promoted. We also know that a, a Ukrainian television station and their website were hacked to promote this video and actually show it. So it all fingers point at Russia. Okay, David, you and I have talked about this from time to time uh, in the past. Uh, this really what we're seeing here, this is all part of the new warfare, right? I mean, there's battles on the ground, there's battles in the air, and now battles online. Absolutely. And Ukraine has punched well above its weight in the information war, and that's largely due to the credibility and persona of President Zelensky. And the world's eyes have turned to those regular videos that he posts. This may be an attempt, you know, not so much the, the facile or the easy attempt to try and make it look like they were surrendering it, but to poison people's trust in those videos going forward, particularly those of us who don't speak uh, Russian or Ukrainian, um, our ability to actually detect some of these tells may be diminished. So this may be about Russia trying to degrade Ukraine's edge in the social media or information warfare space. So is this a problem that's only going to grow, that it's going to continue to get worse? I mean, we talk about misinformation during the pandemic and with COVID, and is this a problem uh, when we see uh, what's going on uh, here right now with the uh, deepfakes? This is just something that's going to continue to grow. 
Absolutely. And it can be used in a variety of different ways to um, talk to the audiences that you're trying to influence in Ukraine. It could be used for Russian consumption. Um, so it makes it bolsters the legitimacy of, of the Putin regime. Um, and it can also be used just to cast doubt on any valid information. And so, you know, that's the liar's dilemma that, that happens with all of these things. And as they get easier to do and more sophisticated, um, it's, it's even more taxing for people to spot what's real and what's fake. Well, that was my very next question. Not only is this going to be used more often into the future, but these are going to become more and more convincing. You mentioned that uh, Tom Cruise deepfake a moment ago. That's something I think a lot of people have seen. And yeah, that is pretty convincing. It's, you know, again, pretty well done. I mean, people can easily be fooled by that. So as the technology continues to get into more people's hands and, and grows, you would have to think that these deepfakes are going to become not only more plentiful, but more convincing. And, and the challenge is, you know, it's the old uh, Jean Chrétien, what is a proof, right? How do you prove that something is fake or real? And, uh, you know, there are algorithms that can try and pick out the little telltale digital editing signs. Um, but in this world where everything's become hyper-partisan and everything you try and fit into your particular viewpoint, it's easy just to declare these legitimate or illegitimate whether they're true or they're false. All right. So how do I, as a news consumer, how do I best protect myself as somebody who wants to make sure that I'm only getting good factual information? And more importantly, I'm not uh, maybe retweeting or passing along as something that is false or is a deep pick. That's a great question. I think the first thing is to review the source. And it's not to say that the traditional media doesn't make mistakes from time to time, but they have higher standards of accountability, ethics, and sometimes regulatory requirements respecting truthfulness and honesty. Um, so, you know, your traditional media sources like this radio station, Canadian television, newspapers, and others are a good place to go to. Um, but just accounts on social media, just amplifying these things quickly, take a breath, think about it, critically. Why would Zelensky say something like this? Is this completely out of character? Is this unusual? Does it not match all the other facts that we have to date? Just because it's in video doesn't mean it's true anymore. And what sort of responsibility does social media, and here's this age-old question again, you and I have uh, talked about and debated from time to time, you know, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, where does social media, where's their responsibility, what's their culpability for something like this? I think it's pretty significant. Now, um, positively, a number of the social media platforms have identified the video and uh, reacted really quickly to take it down, um, which is good. Unfortunately, it becomes a cat and mouse game as um, just different changes or variations are made to the video file that can make it harder and harder for the automated algorithms that the social media companies rely on to catch these things. But it is an onus on them. They make billions of dollars in ad revenue by providing their services. They have an ethical and moral responsibility to call out misinformation, malicious information, and deep fakes, particularly at this time of conflict. Yeah. Is there any way to cut this off at its source, David, or is that pretty much impossible? Because once it's out there in the social media ether, I mean, Facebook can take it down, Twitter, YouTube can take it down, but uh, by then it might be hours later and some damage is already done. The, the harm's already there, right? That uh, people have consumed this, some have believed it, some have uh, passed it on themselves. Right now, there's not an authentication or trust mechanism that we can use. Once, as you say, once it becomes on the internet, it's going to live there forever. Um, and, and that's just the 
increasing difficulty that we have. I mean, people's trust in traditional media has never been lower and we need them to trust traditional media to function as a society. And they have over relied on these social media platforms, which are the funhouse mirror of reality. And that's what's given such ground to all of these kinds of campaigns. So there's no technological silver bullet. The, the day that we unleash deep fake technology that you know an old Dell laptop can create reasonably convincing videos, we opened up Pandora's box. All right, David, appreciate the time and your insight as always. Thanks so much. We'll talk again. You're always welcome. Take care. You too. Cybersecurity expert David Shibley with us. And we're back after this break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.